0: Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA,
1: we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. In 2019, EPLA hosted Nancy Kingma for a community outreach event focusing on grief. A nurse and therapist, Nancy serves as a great resource for addressing pregnancy loss. She met with our organization's board and gave a public talk about grief during and after pregnancy loss.
0: EPLA's Executive Director, Emily Carrington, recorded this podcast with her during her visit. This is the fourth and final episode of a series we recorded in 2019 with Nancy Kingma, a nurse and therapist. In the first three episodes, we addressed her professional experience, a mother's grief, and the father's grief. In this episode, Nancy shares more about the others who might grieve following pregnancy loss.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Hope Blooms podcast, a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Today, we have nurse and therapist Nancy Kingma as a special guest. This is our fourth and final segment in a four part series featuring Nancy. We have talked about pregnancy loss in general. We've talked about a mother's grief and a father's grief. And today, we are going to talk about the others who might grieve along with a family and what they might experience following loss. Um, We are specifically thinking today about the grandparents um, of the child that was lost as well as the siblings. Uh, But I wanna start with siblings first. Um, what might an older sibling experience after a pregnancy loss?
2: Well, it very much depends upon the age of the of child that is experiencing a loss. Um, and I, I want to start by saying that um, every child, even those, if you have a nine-month-old at home, is going to experience some type of loss um, and what I mean by that is with those little babies is they can feel that mom is stressed or mom is grieving or dad is stressed or um, mom goes away and then she comes back. And, and then the, the older child, maybe the eight nine year old, um, they're, they're just going to know that something is wrong in the household. And so when I work with families who've experienced loss and when I was um, at the hospital and now as a therapist, I will strongly encourage the parents um, to tell the children what is going on, to bring it down to their level. And um, that can be um, as little as this nine-month-old saying, um, mommy had a baby in her tummy and um, that baby died. That baby is not going to be with us. Now, does that child understand what you're saying? No. But that child knows there's words to it. And so it helps that child to almost mm. calm down, almost like, okay, there's, there's, my mom just is talking to me about this. And whatever this is, I don't know, but it gives me some sense of knowing, Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important that whatever age, we don't try to hide it, but we're very truthful with them. Um, I also think it's important with children that um, we listen to the questions that they're asking and not try to expand upon what we think. Mm -hmm. So if a child says to you, Um, and maybe this is a four or five-year-old, mommy, why did our baby die? And to say, you know, if you do know, that you tell them the truth in uh, a way that they can understand, um, if you don't know, to say that, we don't know why our baby died. But our baby's heartbeat stopped and our baby is not going to be here with us. And so it's helping them to understand um, helping them to have the words. Um, helping them to um, know that they're a part of the family and you are including them in what has happened because they are a part of the family.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you've already touched on, this is something that can be very hard to understand, um, almost invisible in some ways, depending on the gestation of the child. What are some? What is a good way to, to approach this topic? And what are some good words and phrases and ways to make this clear? Um, you've already talked a little bit about the different ages, but how do you do that with small children?
2: Um, one thing I always talk to the families about is um, to be very careful how they word this to the child. Um, and um, not to say, well, our baby got sick and died. Um, because then the child, many times, and depending on their age, if they're older, if they're eight, nine, ten year old, but if they're younger, they're going to be fearful. Well, if I get sick, then am I going to die too? Um, the other thing is if this family is um, a family that believes in God, believes in, in um, that there's a heaven, um, to not say, um, Well, God wanted our baby. And many times the child will go, okay, what if God wants me, right? And so to just put it in very short, to the point, understandable terms for the child that our baby died, and use the word died, our baby died um, if the heartbeat stopped, if it was um, early loss, and you know that the, heartbeat, the baby's heart stopped, and Baby, um, they're going to take baby out of mommy's tummy or mommy is going to um, go to the hospital and have the baby come out of, baby, they're going to have the baby come out of mommy's tummy. To, so again, it's very much giving them exactly what's going to happen and helping them to understand it and not be fearful of what mommy is going to be safe. Um, Doctors are going to be taking care of mommy. Nurses are going to be taking care of mommy. And as soon as mommy can, mommy will be coming back home. And if we can, someone will bring you up to the hospital to see mommy and daddy. And we will spend some time together.
1: So once a child starts understanding the actual loss, how
2: do they grieve? Children are probably much better grievers than we are. Um, children will grieve, they'll be angry, and then they go out and play. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And they also process their grief in play. And so um, that's why it's so important for us to give them a story. Because if we don't give them a story, then they're trying to figure it out in their own little minds. And they can come up with all kinds of little things that really aren't the truth. Mm-hmm. And by us giving them a story so often, and I find this so amazing with kids, they will play it out. They'll play it out with their animals, their little stuffed animals or their dolls. And you will hear them, you know, mommy telling, you know, baby what happened. And they will just play it out. They will also, you'll see this in a beautiful way, that that they will – if they can draw, many times you will find that they will draw out mommy and daddy. And then there's baby. Mm-hmm. And baby may be wherever they b- believe baby to be, a little, a little angel in the sky. And they'll say, "Yep, yeah, that's our baby, mom. That's our baby. And so they will grieve um, by play. They will grieve by talking. Um, I think it's also important for us as parents when there is a loss, to tell them that mommy and daddy are going to be sad. You're going to see mommy crying. You're going to see, you know, if daddy's crying, you're going to see daddy crying and give them something to do when mommy or daddy's crying. When mommy is crying, could you get mommy Kleenex? And so it gives them something that they can do, but it also says to them as you are grieving that it's okay to be crying. Right. And so they'll many times I will see this. They will these precious little kids will sit by their parent and just pat their back and just you know <laughs> and and just talk about the baby and I miss baby too, Mama. And it's just so um, sweet and it's just so amazing about how they do their grief work because it's been modeled for them.
1: Right. What is the hardest thing for siblings after a miscarriage? Or any pregnancy loss?
2: Well, it very much depends on the child. Um, every child is going to grieve in a different way. As I've said, you know, we all grieve differently. Um, but sometimes it can be that there. are um, many times they want to protect parent. Um, the older children may many times, and I've I ran out bereavement camp for about um, 11 years. And um, kids will tell me that, Um, they didn't want to talk about the baby or their sibling that died because it made mom feel sad. Mm -hmm. And um, we would talk a lot about how, do you think maybe mom already is sad? And we would talk about how sometimes when they would talk about their brother, and most people want their child talked about I had a, someone just the other day who said to me, "I when my children talk about their little brother, it just warms my heart because I know they aren't forgetting. Um, but to tell that child that, you know, most likely they are crying already on the inside. And do you think maybe it's just kind of tears squirting out from the inside and helping them to realize that there always is that grief there? Um, and that, um, talking about the baby or talking about their sibling helps mama also or daddy also.
1: Right. So how can we've talked about how to tell them and what they might be experiencing? What are some other ways that parents can care for their older children uh, during the
2: loss and help them grieve well? Okay. Whether it's an older child or whether it's a young child, you know, nine-month-old or younger, um, routine is huge. To do everything that you can to continue to have, this is the time we eat, this is the time we go to bed, because routine helps them feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that's all the way up to a team. Mm-hmm. Routine, these are the things that we do. Um, and helping them and then also that there's other people that come alongside them and I think it's really important especially for the older child that there may be um, an aunt or a grandma or grandpa or whatever else that also gives them a place to talk about the baby or the loss that has occurred and again don't read into their questions just answer their questions so often we go on and on and they didn't want to hear that. They just wanted to know the question. It's also important that somebody, somebody, whether it's um, um, a professional that you reach out to can help you to understand how children grieve at each stage. Right, right. Um, three to four year old cannot, they just don't have the concrete thinking enough at that at that age to understand that that person is not going to come back. Mm-hmm. That baby is not going to come back. And it's important to realize that when they get to be five, six-year-old, yes, they do. But those younger age children, so they may ask questions, keep on asking mama questions like, when is our baby coming back? When is our baby coming back? Because they can't conceptualize that this baby will not come back. And so those are things that are important for a parent to be aware of, that somebody can help them to know this about their child or what developmental stage their child is and how their child would be grieving.
1: Right. And as we talk about that with the different stages and different children, for parents who are trying to navigate this, what is a resource you would recommend that if parents want to look into this and learn more as they care for children during this grief.
2: Well, I know when um, I worked at the hospital for many years, one of the resources that I used was Centering.org. Um, they have an amazing um, number of books about perinatal loss, miscarriage, stillbirth, and newborn death. And they also have amazing books for children. And so I think that's so important to have books that can help your child, but also books that can help you to understand your child. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of books that talk about children in grief. Um, also, I want to encourage you, if there is an organization in your town that deals with children in grief, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And um, you may find that there may be some, organization that can just give you a handout that can talk about how children grieve and help you or, and you can ask them, um, this is what's going on in our family. How do I tell my, my three-year-old that this is happening? How do I tell my six-year-old that this is happening? How do I tell my 10-year-old? Right. Um, and it's just really important for that information to be obtained so that you can do it in the best way possible. If you have um, someone that you know, perhaps even a pediatrician can help you with something like that. Right,
1: right. Absolutely. Well, there's obviously a lot more we can say on children, but in the other direction, uh, parents who have experienced a loss are sort of in between generations. What about their own parents, the grandparents of the child who has been lost? What might these grandparents be
2: experiencing? So many times when I was in the hospital and I would be caring for a family who had just experienced a, a loss, miscarriage, stillbirth, newborn death, many times parents, the parents of um, my patient at those days were there. And a lot of things are going on with the grandparent. First of all, if they have experienced a loss themselves, and, and a death always stirs up other deaths that you've had, mm-hmm. and especially if... The mother and father um, of this patient or their significant other, spouse, um, have experienced a pregnancy loss themselves. And so that's one thing that gets stirred up. That there's mm-hmm. been losses. Um, the other thing that can happen is, and so often you'll find, that the parent of the person who's experienced the loss, whether it's the male or female, mm-hmm we want to care for our children. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to hurt. And it doesn't matter how old they are. We still don't want them to hurt. And so we may try to fix our kids. Just like, you know, when our three-year-old fell and got an owie on his knee, you try to fix them. You try to get it all better, kiss it all better. And you want that for that child too. And so that can stir up a lot of things. So not only is the grandparent grieving the loss of that future grandchild mm-hmm. or children, um, but they're also grieving how their child is grieving and watching their child in that pain and trying to, what, what do I do to help my child? And so it's, it's layered. Absolutely. <laughs> it's layered. Absolutely.
1: And this is certainly a topic that that could have a lot. There's a lot to say on But I think the core of this is we're talking about everyone's experience of grief, mother, father, child, and grandparent. How can families work together to care for each other um, through the grief of a loss?
2: I'm going to go back to family of origin. Um, And many times we find with, and I can say this because I'm of the older generation now, um, where Um, maybe that family was taught that you just move on, you, you move on, you have a baby loss and you just move on and that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize how significant this is because they were taught, their generation was taught, you, okay, you get pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And the reality of that is sometimes you may never get pregnant again, or there may be more losses and that's Mm -hmm. the reality of it. Right. Right. And so I think education for grandparents is a huge part of caring for families who've experienced pregnancy loss. Um, I remember um, one time we had many, many parents in the support group um, at the hospital that I was at. And many of these parents were talking about their parents and how um, they just, had no idea how to care for them how to how to support them and so we held an educational event for these grandparents and anybody else who wanted to come because our goal was how can we um, give you know the people who are surrounding these families the best information to how they can be there with them Mm -hmm. And I remember a, a grandfather saying to me, and his um, daughter had delivered um, a baby that was probably about sixteen to eighteen weeks. And he said to me, and this was just so profound for me. He said, "I remember being asked if I wanted to see the baby." And he said, "I said to her, and this he was talking about his daughter. He said." you mean to tell me at that many weeks there's really a baby? And he had no idea until he saw his grandchild that this was a beautifully, perfectly formed baby. Mm -hmm. And he said, that was when I began to grieve because I just thought it wasn't a baby. And he said, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about that, many times those generations, and this was some years ago, They didn't see ultrasounds. Right. They didn't see that this was a perfectly formed baby and had been for many, many weeks. Right. And it was now, it was just growing. And so I think that information is huge. Um, I used to talk to, um, guilds at the hospital and so many of those older women who would be grandparents (laughs) would say to me, but in our day, we just moved on. And I said to them, how did that feel? And they said, it felt awful. Mm -hmm. And I said, so now is the time that we can change that. And these are the things that you can do. And so reaching out to your parents um, and letting them know these are the things that are helpful to us. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't always mean they're going to do that. Right. Right. But it is letting them know these are the things that we need. We need you to say our child's name. Mm -hmm. We need you to validate our child as part of your grandchildren when you list all your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if it's like some special event and you're saying, you know, for an anniversary, we have 15 grandchildren and there really are 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. We need you to say that. We need you to... If you think about our child or how old they would be that you say that to us. Absolutely. And to say, you know, I was thinking about how old your baby would be right now or how old Jessica would be right now. She would be five. Because even though, Mom, you're going to see me cry, it's because I'm crying already inside. But you're saying it and it's just so beautiful to hear you say her name. I was with a dad just the other day who said to me, I haven't here heard our baby's name at all. My parents mm-hmm. don't say it. And I think that is so sad because that's what parents need to hear. They need to know that this baby is a part of not only their family, but also the grandparents' family. And this is one of their grandchildren. Absolutely. And this child's important, or these children are important. Absolutely. I think sort of the follow-up thought I want
1: to have on this are um, talking about grandparents as they come to realize and with ultrasounds and um, become to be attached to these grandchildren at a much earlier stage, what, and as they sort of come to terms with these grief, you talk about the grandfather who suddenly found himself grieving, what do you recommend for them as they feel the tension of their own grief, as well as caring for their child's sadness? How do they balance that in, in this spectrum
2: of family relationships? Well, I keep on going back to communication. <laughs>
1: right. You can't say it enough.
2: <laughs> Communicate. And you have to realize as a grandparent how important, most likely, and this is usually the case, and we know this from research, that these, this child was a cherished child. And they had hopes and dreams and plans. Now, a grandparent has their own hopes and dreams and plans, mm-hmm. right? They're not the same. Right. They're Absolutely. Not the same. But for both of them, this profound grief. Right. And again, going back to you're watching your child grieve too. Right. And mm-hmm. so allowing, there has to be healthy boundaries too. And um, healthy boundaries would be, you know, um, As a grandparent, I'm not, I cannot, and I'm not grieving the same as my child. I'm grieving, but I'm not grieving the same. And to recognize that, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. I see. But also, you know, to be open to your child. Now, it may be hard for some grandparents to hear this, some mothers to hear this, but you may not be the primary person that your child goes to for support. Mm -hmm. Um, your daughter or your son may go someplace else because perhaps that chi- that person who they're going to has had a loss and can relate to them in a better way. Um, but many times the, the, the mother may not be the primary support person to her child, whether it's the woman or the man. Right. Loss.
1: Well, thank you so much. There's obviously so much here as we talk about grief and the experience of loss. And, um, in many ways, this is only the beginning or a small part of a much larger conversation. Uh, so we thank you so much for having you, um, being with us for these last four segments. Um, And uh, thank you all to our listeners for listening. Um, This is the Hope Blooms podcast, a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from
0: the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.